0: Go please to two openings, Romans chapter 4 and uh, 2 Thessalonians 1, Romans 4, 2 Thessalonians 1, we're going to begin a new series this morning, guess what it's about, faith, Faith. (laughs) (laughs) good guess. (laughs) So we'll say wasn't the last one about faith? Yes it was. <laughs> but this is a different emphasis. So we'll say that was chapter one and this is chapter two. In Romans four, this is a great faith chapter. Romans four you got any verses marked in here? Romans four sixteen. It says, therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations, before him whom he believed, even God, who quickens the dead, and calls those things which be not as though they were, does that stir you up just reading that, who against hope, believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Notice verse 19, it said, being not weak in faith. And in verse 20, but he was strong in faith. The title of this series now we're calling, Exceeding Growing Faith, which is the scripture we're about to read. Exceeding Growing Faith. He said he, he wasn't weak in faith, but he was strong in faith. So apparently you can be weak in faith, or you can be strong in faith. Which one do you want to be? Good choice. Second Thessalonians 1 and 3. He said, we're bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet or fit, because that your faith groweth exceedingly. And the charity or love of every one of you toward each other aboundeth. Said out loud, your faith faith grows grows exceedingly." exceedingly. That means just growing, not just a little bit, but a lot. The uh, Young's Literal Translation says, Increase greatly does your faith. And then God's Word says, Your faith is showing remarkable growth. (laughs) Your faith is showing remarkable growth. That was the God's Word Translation. So, you know you may think, well, you talk a lot about faith. There are reasons why. If you are a serious Christian, then you want to please God. And without faith, it's impossible to do so. And he has set everything up so that it requires faith. Faith is not optional with God. He requires it. And... Faith, though, is not this mysterious thing that many think it is. And you hear some people say, well, yeah, you know, God gave them faith. Wish I had faith like so-and-so. But you know, God didn't give me faith like that. Now you done gone to lying on God. <laughs> and of course, that's mighty convenient that they have stretched their self. Is that right? And believe God, but you don't have to do anything because God didn't give you that kind of faith. No, something's wrong with that. No, your faith, my faith in God is either increasing or growing stagnant and decreasing. Depending on what we're around, what we're hearing and thinking and saying... And what we're doing. Amen. And so, if you uh, if you never hear the word, if you never speak the word, if you never act on your faith, it's not just going to stay where it once was. Amen. This is a, such a trick of the enemy. It's why so many people don't go to church. The enemy, you know, through their flesh, because maybe they're not as strong spiritually they should be, through their flesh pressures them. Don't go today, right. yeah. just today. <laughs> yeah. But what's going to happen next time service throws <laughs> well, around? I, you know, no need to go today. Right. You'll you'll go maybe next week. Right. But then days turn into weeks, turn into months. Yeah. And, and it's been three months. And you had not been to church. It's not just about being going to church. It's about being fed. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you, you, you're not reading your Bible or you're not praying. What's happening? Your faith is being starved. Right. 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 And it will shrivel and weaken like anything that's not fed. We're already getting into how, you know, how is, does faith increase? How does faith enlarge? The, the first point is it's got to be fed. Yes. That's right. Faith must be fed. Yes. And not just anything will feed you faith. That's right? <laughs> right? Yes, <sir. laughs> not just anything will feed you faith. Not all preaching is the same. Now, I don't claim that mine is perfect, but not all preaching is the same. Like one fellow said one time, he said, uh, I'm trying to think when I said that, I might have been the one that said that, so, uh, (laughs) like I said one time, (laughs) I think, (laughs) what are y'all laughing about? I straightened it up. I think every sermon you know, it'd be interesting if it had a spiritual nutritional label on it. That's why I said I was trying to think who said that, and I thought, well, I said that. <laughs> if it had a spiritual nutritional label on it, you know, like the stuff in the grocery store does, you know. Nutritional label. And who would be qualified to label it? I don't know. I don't think most anybody would. But, and it, you know, if it was honest, it would say... Um, you know, 10% tradition. <laughs> 20% filler. <There> <laughs> just just hoopla and stuff that, you know, it's like a big wad of cotton candy. It, it's bright colored and it looks big and tastes sweet, but when you get through eating it, you don't have a thing. <laughs> right? 8%. Fear and unbelief. Sure. Sure. And then maybe you get down to X minor percent of the word of God. But tradition of men won't feed your faith. People talk in fear and unbelief. and Just, you know, natural stuff. It not only not feeds your faith. It can rob you of your faith. If you listen to it. So it is... Very important. What you hear. And what you feed on. Week in, week out. So important to read your chapter. Right? Because what is that? What is this? You don't need a label for this. This is 100% pure Word of God. Pure faith food spirit food 100% nobody else book our message is everybody likes to imagine but this is and that's why you 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 feed off of this primarily and then you also need now anointed ministry that's why God gave gifts to men apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. You need those. That's why, of course, we minister to you, Phyllis and I and and Dave and all the other guys. and uh, While we bring in other folks and host other meetings, you hear other gifts. Hallelujah. Well, if you missed that service, your faith missed a big booster shot. Didn't it? The Lord, you know, raised up that man or woman and and has trained them and put into them all these years and decades and sustained them and brought them here for you is that right? Right. and gave utterance and ministered to you it's supposed to edify and build up and strengthen our faith so that you might have come in dragging a little bit but you leave with expectation you leave with this confidence it's going to be all right. It's going to be better than that. Hallelujah. You might have come in with some confusion, but you leave with clarity. And it's not because of a man or woman. It's because of the Spirit of God. It's because of the Word of God. It has fed your spirit. It has fed your faith. And you can't get your faith too much good faith food. That's one good thing about God's Word. You can't overdose on it. It, there, There are no evil side effects none <laughs> you can't You can't get too much faith have you ever met somebody who was just too encouraged <laughs> just too encouraged too positive too encouraged too much hope too much joy too much peace you never met anybody like that no. because it just keeps going up and up and more is better yeah. can't get too much that's, right. that's like saying you can get too much of God and you can't. But he said to these people, the saints at Thessalonica, your faith is growing exceedingly. Your faith is showing remarkable growth. And that's what I have in my spirit about your faith. Yeah. And the faith of everybody watching us online, all over the country and other countries, that your faith is growing, but it's going to really grow some more. We are going to experience yeah. remarkable growth Amen. of faith. Hallelujah. I'm talking about you. Amen. I'm talking about you. So, so, so don't play with me on this. Don't be messing around. Come to church. Read your chapter. Remember this past Sunday afternoon. I'm talking about every week. And let your faith rise. Because Nawashi, Nichi, for there are many things I've wanted to talk to you about, but you were not able to hear it. because your faith was weak, and your vision was small, And for me to begin to share it with you would have only seemed too overwhelming, too big. But if in owe, owe as the time goes, in the next weeks and months, your faith will come up and up and stronger, and then I can speak to you about it. Then I can bring up to you what I've had planned for you long ago and you'll be able to see it and you'll be able to hear it and you'll be able to receive it and like Abraham staring into the depths of space you'll say I believe you Lord I believe it can be like Mary you'll say be it unto me according to thy word oh God hallelujah praise God lift your hands Lord we thank you Lord, we give you glory. Lord, we give you honor. Oh my. Oh my. You're so good to us. You have such good plans for us. So many good and great things. Oh hallelujah. 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 Wow. Ha ha ha. That's a good word. That's a good report. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Looking back, you know, God had a plan for Phyllis in my life and a call to the ministry, but there was a time when I did not know this. I did not plan to be a preacher. The Lord dealt with us. Phyllis and I got married really young and uh, I had one of the best jobs in our little tiny little community and I had a a beautiful, wonderful wife, and I had uh, a fast motorcycle and, and a hot rod and a, a dog that caught my frisbee. And <laughs> for a country boy, I was doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, man, I got to where, uh, well, I mean, back up. Phyllis was working for a doctor, and he had some tapes by preachers we had never heard of such a thing right. Kenneth Copeland tapes Amen. and so he just kept trying to get her to take some home and uh, she said well thank you but no I guess we don't need any you know <laughs> but after a while he's her boss and he keeps saying why don't you take some of these home so she did and we listened to one and we listened to another one, and another one, and another one. And that became our lifestyle. After work, we'd come home to our little uh, trailer and sit down on our plastic couch with our red shag carpet and play our battery-operated <laughs> tape player and listen to the word. Changed our life. And looking back now, I didn't realize it, but within just a couple of years, he dealt with us to go out to, well, after a while, I ran out of Brother Copeland tapes and uh, that he had. And of course, we listened to them more than once, some of them, but he said, why don't you take some of these Kenneth Hagin tapes? And, and Phyllis told me, and I said, well, no, I don't know. I, I know Brother Copeland. I like his stuff, but I, I don't know. <laughs> It's funny, ain't it? <laughs> And she said, well, no, I think he said some of the things he got, he got from Brother Hagen. Really? So I listened to him. The rest is history. But uh, anyway, at the end of about two years, the Lord dealt with us to go out to the camp meeting in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which was like going to another country for us. And while we were out there, we took a tour of the school. It was free. And (laughs) While we're going through the buildings, the Lord dealt with both of us. You're supposed to come here and go to school. And looking back now, he couldn't have even brought that up to us if he hadn't have been putting faith in us for the previous two years. Come on, are y'all listening? Because actually, about a year before that, since I'd gotten acquainted with Brother Hagin's ministry, and uh, we'd sent them a little offering, and, and they sent us their publication Uh, the Word of Faith publication, and on the front of one of them was the graduating class of Rhema, and they were all in red. And I got that, and I was going to work one day, and it was laying on the little coffee table, and I saw that, and just for a split second, the thought crossed my mind, wouldn't that be something to be a part of that? And I mean, briefer than a a half a second, and immediately I thought, (laughs) no, and I was gone. Now see, looking back, the Lord was, why would that come up to me? He was trying to talk to me about that then, but I couldn't hear it. I wouldn't even pay it any attention. Because my faith wasn't there. What do you mean? Just couldn't see it happening. Couldn't see how. We're little country folks, don't have any money. How are you going to move across the country and pay for all that, you know, it just, it went away. But after another year Amen. of getting fed on the Word of God, yes, yes. the anointed Word of God, yeah. hallelujah, Lord, yeah. every day, every day, every day, yeah. when He dealt with us to come, we didn't blow it off. Amen. Yeah, that's right. Amen. We didn't just blow it off. We we thought, hmm, Thank you, Lord. Really? <laughs> Glory to God. And we talked about it on the ride back home. And within a few months we were there. Thank you, Lord. Believe in God for the money for tuition. Yeah. I mean registration. It did, we didn't know if we'd be able to even register or not. But. At the, the last. Just days before it happened. We had enough to register. And so we started. And then. And then. You know when it came time for the next semester. Had just enough and then just enough. We thought we'd go one year. Go home. 20 years later we were still there. (laughs) Can you see what the Spirit of God was saying? There's some things I wanted to talk to you about. But I hadn't been able to bring it up to you. Because it does no good. For him to bring up something for you to do. And you won't even consider it. Now you're responsible for something he told you to do. And you're in disobedience. And so what's the key? Yeah, but time's going on. If you don't get your faith built up. Your window of opportunity. Is passing. Come on, can you see this? How many would agree? We do not have any time to waste. Oh, the enemy is such a liar. Yes, sir. He will try to get you to be lazy and goof off. And, yes. and and a week turns into a month, turns into a year that you'll never get back. Yes, sir. Come on, y'all. Listen yes, to sir. me now. Yes, we have no time yeah. to waste. We are exhorted to redeem the time. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody say, my faith, my faith is, growing. is growing. My faith my Is increasing. increasing. My faith. faith Will grow. grow Exceedingly. exceedingly. Hallelujah. 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 And then after that 20 years. Of our faith being fed. He dealt with us about starting a church here in Branson with no people. Or no money. And then thing after thing after thing. Don't have any of it. Don't know how to get it. But if he tells you to believe for it. Faith comes by hearing. Nothing's too hard for the Lord. But it's not just according to what God can do. Can you see this? People try to leave the impression. Well God can do that if he wants to. That's only part of the equation. Sure he can do anything. But not for anyone. Now his will is going to get done. Because he's not limited to one or two people. And if you won't do what he wants you to do. He'll give, he's merciful. He'll give you time. He'll give you space. But if it gets to a point where it's got to be done. And you're still dragging your feet after 12 years. He may use somebody else. Somebody say, I don't want that to happen. I don't. No, you don't. Because they'll get your reward. But some things don't happen overnight. If you don't let the Lord help you to build your faith up over this year and this year and this year and this year, you won't be at a place. Come on, you all not understand what I'm talking about. Now he's merciful and very merciful. And he'll help you catch up on some things. But if you don't care and you don't try, you can miss out. But I'm not talking to folks that don't care and and don't try. I'm talking to believers. Hallelujah. With exceeding, growing faith. Hallelujah. My, my. Wow. Wow. Didn't intend to go all that way, but I believe that was what we should do. Look with me in two places, if you would. Talking about faith. Titus 1, and then I believe we'll go to 1 Corinthians 12. Titus 1, 1 Corinthians 12. In Titus 1, verse 4... He said to Titus, my own son, after the common faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. What kind of faith? The common faith means common from me to you and every other believer. We all have this same kind of faith. Said out loud, common faith. common faith. Now look in 1 Corinthians 12. They'll put it on the screen for us. Verse 9. 1 Corinthians 12 and 9, talking about the gifts of the Spirit. Actually, back up to verse 8. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. Notice, it didn't say wisdom, it says the word of wisdom. This is different from just the wisdom of God. Some people have tried to make it that. And you hear people say, well, you know, God gave them the gift of wisdom. There is no such thing. If you're talking about this, it's the gift of the word of wisdom, which is a supernatural manifestation of the Holy Spirit giving you revelation. An understanding of the mind and will and plan of God. It has to do with the future primarily. Wisdom does. Has to do with the future. To another, the word of what? Knowledge by the same Spirit. This is not knowledge. It's not the gift of knowledge. It's not a page of knowledge. It's not a paragraph of knowledge. It's a what? A word. The Holy Spirit in you and me knows everything. About everything. He has all knowledge, all understanding, and all wisdom. Well, you certainly don't, and I certainly don't. And he requires us to walk by faith, so he's purposely not going to show us everything. He expects us to trust him. And just do what he said. Even when we don't understand. But he also will reveal to us a word. Of what he knows. Supernaturally. And this. When this happens. It's knowledge you didn't learn. Nobody told you this. He reveals something. About something that is true. About a person or a place. Or a situation. You know he told. uh, Ananias. Ananias. Where Paul was. Is that right? And uh, gave him the address and all all that. How could you know the address of some place you've never been? That's a word of knowledge. And when you get there. This is going to happen and that's going to happen. This is the future. How could you know something about the future? That's a word of wisdom. I'm just differentiating to say. This is not wisdom that all of us can develop in. Our knowledge, understanding that all of us can grow in. This is supernatural by the Holy Spirit. And if you're honest with the reading this chapter, all of these are supernatural. Right? Right. Uh, He talks about gifts of healings. Some people have tried to make that the doctors and the nurses and medicine. No, no. Thank God for doctors and and medicine and nurses and thank God. Thank God. But that's not what this is talking about. This is supernatural, not natural. To another, what? Faith. Faith by the same Spirit. And some translations, Weymouth's translation, which I like on this, it said, by means of the same Spirit, special faith. Weymouth says, special faith. The Living Bible also says he gives special faith. So what's this talking about? Uh, the reason I'm reading this to you, I want to differentiate between common faith and special faith. Because you'll hear people say and misquote and say wrongly, well see God gives some people faith. And and the implication is that he doesn't give that to everybody. But that's not what he's talking about any more than you say some people have knowledge and understanding, but everybody else, God didn't necessarily give them any. (laughs) No, I like the use of the word here special because it distinguishes it from common. And when we say common faith, we're not saying it's no big deal. Common. We're saying it's common with all of us. Come on. Can you see that? Go to Romans, the 12th chapter, please. Romans 12. Romans 12 and 3. He said, I say through the grace that's given to me, to every man that's among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now, the Young's Literal Translation says, as to each, God did deal a measure of faith. And uh, the BBE talks about the same thing. God has given to everyone a measure of faith. Now, at the same time, you'll see the Scripture talking about that not all men have faith. Just put it on the screen for it. Just stay there in Romans if you would. 2 Thessalonians three two, He says that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men for all and the others added have not faith. The NIV says it like this. Not everyone has faith. So how do we understand that? That's some people read some of this and they go see there's contradictions in there. This. No, it's just lack of understanding on the reader. Arrogance to try to pull this book down to your intellect and go, if I can't understand it, it must be wrong. Who do you think you are? Whoever you think it is, it ain't. You ain't. It's just a matter of not understanding. Have you walked with the Lord long enough Fed on his word long enough. That something that didn't look like it agreed to you. Later on you went. Oh. That's what that means. Yeah. Well anything else that looks wrong to you. Same thing will happen. If you, if you go long enough with him. It's just a matter of lack of understanding. There's some things. You can't explain to a two year old. You could explain it perfectly. Three year old. You could explain it Perfectly. And they'll look at you and don't have a clue what you're talking about. They have to grow up some to even understand the answer. I mean, there's been things I've asked the Lord. Sincerely, I wanted to know, I wanted to understand. I said, Lord, what does that mean? Tell me what that means. And he answered me 10 years later, (laughs) 10 years later. I 'm going along doing something else, not even thinking about it, and he just starts talking to me about that thing I asked him ten years ago. Now it might seem like a long time to you, but how long is ten years to God? That wouldn't be what? a few minutes, you know I mean God time because to him a thousand years, a millennia is like a day is to us, and he perceives it right but uh as he began to communicate to me about it. help me to understand it. I saw why he didn't answer me before. It, wouldn't, it would have done no good. I had to grow. I had to develop. To even understand what he's talking about. How many think. there's? If you grow some more. The things he could share with you could be very exciting. Could, could be life changing. Do you believe that? And this all goes along with your faith growing. It all goes together. Well. What does he mean? God's dealt to every man a measure of faith. And then on the other hand, not all men have faith. I like to call it like this. When you get born again, you get starter faith. (laughs) Common to all of us. We all have what I'd call starter faith. It is, now get this, it is a measure of the same faith that God created the heavens and the earth with. Amen. Yeah. Potent stuff. <laughs> but here's the thing. If that's the case. How can you then say some people are faithless? Well. Keep that in mind. Go to Mark the fourth chapter. Let me give you a little bit more talking about how is it that if God gives you a measure of faith that you could say well they don't have faith how could that be true in Mark 4 in the account of Jesus walking on the sea walking on the water well, excuse me this I said that wrong let me just read it verse 38 Mark 4 38 Jesus wasn't walking on the sea on this situation. He was in the ship. Asleep on a pillow. They awoke him and they said to him. Master. Don't you care that we perish? Anybody know what that sounds like? Whining. (laughs) Right? Now if you don't know. We talked about that previous two weeks. Faith is not a whiner. Don't you care? That we perish? Verse 39. And he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, he's talking to wind. He's talking to water. Well, all of it was created by the word of God. Why wouldn't it respond to the word of God? It does. Peace. Be still. Somebody needs to practice that. Peace, be still. When you see things calamitous and destructive and, and raging, and especially if it's anything that you have authority over, you speak to it. You say, you stop it. Peace, seeks, stop in Jesus' name. And the wind ceased. Anybody believe that? Man, this thing was howling and blowing, and Jesus said, Peace, be still! Yeah. And then you could have heard a pin drop. Yeah. Right. Wow. <laughs> yeah. There was a, might I say, pin drop? There was a great calm. That's right. yeah. I mean, a minute after that, they heard, blip, a little fish that went by. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right.
0: Verse 40. And Jesus said, Man, I'm glad y'all woke me up because that could have been bad. (laughs) And, you know, don't try this at home because I'm Jesus, the son of God. Now, what did he say? Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have? No, no faith. faith. Now, now let's just stop right here. Have they been traveling with him. In his meetings. Yes. Have they been hearing him preach. Yes. And he's going to tell them. How is it you have what. No faith. Now you'll find. We're going to see this. That in the gospel accounts. You'll see the term no faith. You'll see the term little faith. And you'll see the term great faith. So you got great, small, and none at all. And is that God's choice? And that is the key word there. Faith is a choice. That's why it's our responsibility. When a situation arises, you can choose to fear. You can choose to doubt. You can choose to cry and be scared. Somebody says, well, no, I didn't didn't choose this. Yeah, you did. When you yielded to it. Yeah, you did. Because you don't have to act like you feel. That's one of the greatest words you'll ever hear Amen. come on are y'all with me yes, you yeah. don't have to act like you feel you can choose yeah. to believe something else yeah. other than what's scaring you yeah. you can choose to listen to something else yeah. other than what's bothering you yeah. you can choose to think on yeah. and instead of laying there crying feel sorry for yourself you can choose to get up and praise God Amen. by faith yes. is that right? Yes. And since it's your choice and my choice, then it's our responsibility. It's our fault if we had no faith when we could have had faith, which is why Jesus told him what he did. How many believe Jesus is not unkind? He's not unfair. So there's good reason why he said this to them. If you look at this with other accounts, he's saying, where's your faith? Look at it again. He said, why are you so fearful? So full of fear? They chose to yield to the fear. Now, I'm not throwing any rocks. Why? They're out there on the water. At night, there's a storm. Boats filling up. They're fishermen, they're, they're seamen, they're boatmen. They know this is bad. They know people have not made it back home in situations like this. Right. Right. They know that. That's true. But it's no excuse for fear. Amen. Right. Right. No matter how bad it is, there's no excuse for it. There's forgiveness for it. Yeah. Right. But there's no justifiable excuse. Never is the Lord good. When the Lord says, why didn't you believe me? Come on. Why didn't you trust me? That you explain it over the next half hour and him go, oh. Well, yeah, I mean, in that situation, never. Never will there be a justification for not trusting him, not resting in him, not resisting fear. I didn't say it was all easy, but if you want victory, it's the only way. Amen. It's the only way. If you want some different outcomes than what most of the world's getting, you got to do something different yes. than what they're doing—screaming and crying and—is that right? Being depressed and you, you can't do that if you want to get a different outcome. And so he says, "Why are you so fearful?" I want to put yourself in their place now. You've just seen a miracle. Yes. This storm was raging. It looks like everybody's about dead. Ain't no Coast Guard to call. <laughs> ain't no help out here. Ain't a, you talk about dark before electricity? It was dark. And it's dark. Ain't no moon, ain't no stars because it's a storm. And the wind's blowing and the water is filling the boat. You can't see it all, but you can feel the water was on my foot. Now it's halfway up my knee. Is that right? (laughs) And you feel this salt water slapping you in the face. And and, you know, just any minute. So they went back and they shook Jesus and they said, don't you care? What are you doing? Get, Get up. Don't you care? Don't you care? Don't you care? He got up. (laughs) <laughs> Peace! Yeah, that's right. Be still! <laughs> and it was. Yeah, wow. The wind stopped. And the last little wave slapped up against the boat. <laughs> and he turns around. Why are you so full of fear? How is it? That amongst the whole bunch here, we got no faith. Well, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and we are certainly not finding fault with them. We just want to learn the lesson, and that's why it's in the book for us to learn the lesson. Faith is a choice. When people say, I've had people look at me and say, I'm sorry. I just can't believe that. Well, that's not true. You could believe it if you chose to. By the very nature of what faith is. What you should have said is, I choose not to. I choose not to believe that. Faith's a choice. Anybody remember the 23rd Psalm? 23rd Psalm says, verse 1, The Lord is my shepherd. I'm going to try. Uh-uh. I shall not. Is that a choice? That's, a, that's, that's not based on your experiences or what you I shall not want. Somebody say, I shall not want. Not because I'm so great, it's because the Lord's my shepherd. Verse 2 He makes me to lie down in green pastures, He leads me beside the still waters, He restores my soul, He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I'll try. Because after all, it is the valley of the shadow of death. But I'll, I'll do my best. No, 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 honey. It's a choice. It's a choice. Are you going to feel some things walking through the valley of the shadow of death? Yeah, you are. Are you going to see some things? Are you going to hear some things? Yeah, you are. But you've got to make up your mind. Am I going to focus on this? Or am I going to focus on him? Am I going to choose to just yield to fear? Have you ever seen people yield to fear? You can see it. It's a lot like a little one. That uh, pinches their finger or or scrapes their knee or something. And you look at them and and they look at you. uh, And then there's this something building. (laughs) And it might not even be that bad, but what, what's about to happen? They are about to yield to something. Crying or yelling or, or hollering. Or. Now we learn as you grow up, you don't have to yield to that. You can feel it, but you don't have to yield to it. And this is true with every kind of fear, every kind of doubt. He said, where is your faith? He said this, how is it that you have no faith? And in Luke 8 was why I brought that up on the other situation. Same thing. Luke eight twenty four. He arose, rebuked the wind, the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. And he said to them, where is your faith? Where is it? What's the implication? <laughs> you sh- it should be some faith in this boat. Is that right? You've been with me on the last tour of ten cities. You have heard preaching sometimes six hours a day. Sometimes they were out on those hillsides. Is that right? Sometimes they were there for three days. Nobody went home. <laughs> you could enjoy a service like that. You You could. When the Spirit of God's moving, you lose track of time. And uh, He's saying, Where's your faith? Friend, you can be around the Word and about strong people of faith for decades. And yet when it comes time for you to believe, have no faith.
1: That's true. That's
0: true. That's right. Even though you've heard all kind of things. And you got a closet full of tapes and a bookshelf full of books because it is a choice. Somebody say it's a choice. Faith is a choice. So you choose to believe. But then another thing is if you choose to believe on a regular basis, your faith develops. This is exciting because what used to be seeming impossible to you, after a time of feeding your faith, you look at it and go, that's doable. (laughs) With God, all things are possible. (laughs) I want to read something to you from a man who lived back in the 1800s, a lot of you probably are familiar with his uh, his life and ministry and some of his books. By a man by the name of George Mueller. I think I said that correct. A lot of times it said Mueller, but I think he pronounced it Mueller. It's German. And I, I probably got it wrong too. But George Mueller, we'll, we'll call him George, how about that? God used him back in the mid-1800s to uh, build orphanages for boys and girls and to take care of them and teach them and give them a good education and just an amazing, amazing work. But he did it completely by faith. If you read after him, There was no denomination, there was no business people or or anything of that nature. He didn't ask anybody for anything, and they lived by faith. And I want to read an excerpt from some of the things he said about this. He said when he began doing this ministry, he had two shillings. This was in England, and that was about 50 cents. And at the end of, uh, I guess it was over, from that time, it took over 20 years they built those buildings. He experienced 70 years of ministry overall, but uh, when they finished on the building, they had five granite buildings on 13 acres that accommodated 2,000 orphans.
1: Amen.
0: He started with 50 cents.
1: God.
0: Amen. And... Uh, He said, in all the years, we never missed a meal. He said, always. I'm reading his words now. He has never failed me. For nearly 70 years, every need in connection with this work has been supplied. The orphans from the first until now have numbered 9,500, but they have never wanted a meal. Hundreds of times we have commenced the day without a penny. But our Heavenly Father has sent supplies the moment they were required. There never was a time when we had no wholesome meal. During all these years, I have been enabled to trust in the living God alone. $7,500,000 have been sent to me in answer to prayer. And this was way back. We're talking, by today's standard, hundreds of millions, yes. at least scores of millions. We have needed as much as $200,000 in one year. I know that may not sound too big to you. We're talking about 1850 and it has all come when needed. No man can ever say, I asked him for a penny. We have no committee, no collectors, no voting, no endowment. All has come in answer to believing prayer. God has many ways of moving the hearts of men to help us all over the world. While I am praying, he speaks to one and another on this continent and on that to send us help. Only the other evening while I was preaching, a gentleman wrote a check for a large amount and handed it to me when the service was over. He gives an example of how God met their needs. He said, one morning... The plates and cups and bowls on the table were empty. They got these houses full of orphans. There was no food in the larder. This is British. No money to buy food. The children were standing waiting for their morning meal. When Brother Mueller said, Children, you know we must be in time for school. Lifting his hand, he said, Dear Father, We thank you for what you're going to give us to eat. No fear. No bad talk. Come on, can you see this? Father, we thank you for what you're about to give us to eat. Could they have done something else? Could they have been upset? Could they? Could they have talked bad? I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what we're going to do. Somebody say, faith is a choice. Faith is a choice. He said, I said, dear father, we thank you for what you're going to give us to eat. And there was a knock on the door. The baker stood there. He said, Mr. Mueller, I couldn't sleep last night. Somehow I felt you didn't have bread for breakfast. And the Lord wanted me to send you some. So I got up at 2 a.m. and baked some fresh bread and have brought it to you. Brother Mueller thanked the man. No sooner than this had transpired, there came a second knock at the door. It was the milkman. He announced that his milk cart had broken down right in front of the orphanage. But he would like to give the children his cans of fresh milk so he could empty the wagon and take it to repair it. Is that your father? Is that your your faithful provider? Oh, glory to God. So he, he talked about how that he believed God for the provision for these thousands of orphans and these five different buildings and acreage and everything. And that was just part of what they had, man. They had missionaries, they had all kinds of stuff. And, and he says this. Now, now you're, are you awake? Yes. He said, one thing more. He said, Some say, Oh, I shall never have the gift of faith Mr. Mueller has got. He said, This is a mistake. It is the greatest error. There's not a particle of truth in it. My faith is the same kind of faith that all God's children have had. It is the same kind that Simon Peter had, and all Christians may obtain the like faith. That's what we just read about, right? Common common faith. Now listen. My faith is their faith. Though There may be more of it because my faith has been a little more developed by exercise than theirs. But their faith is precisely the faith I exercise only with regard to degree mine may be more strongly exercised. He said, now, my beloved brothers and sisters, this began in a little way. At first... I was able to trust the Lord for ten dollars. Then for one hundred. Then for one thousand. And now, with the greatest ease, I could trust Him for one million dollars, if there is the occasion. Wow! Oh, somebody say glory to God! He said, but first, I should quietly, carefully, deliberately examine and see whether what I was trusting for was something in accordance with the promises in his written word. And if I found it was, the amount of difficulties would be no hindrance to my trust. Fifty-one years at the time of this writing, and my God has never failed me. Trust him for yourselves and find out how true to his word he is. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, somebody say, Glory to God. God. Stand on your feet if you would. My, my, my. Hallelujah. This
1: ministry has been brought to you today, free of charge, by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.